again, everyone. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Again, so grateful to be here. God is such an awesome God. And don't say that lightly. Uh, I really mean it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm just going to tell it tell it like it is. You know, I'm just going to tell the truth. And so the truth, when you know the truth, you be made free. And so I'm free. I'm free. I am free. If you believe that you are free tonight, you know, you need to say amen. If you believe you are free tonight, you you just you 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 need to give God praise for that because you are. Once you know the truth about something, you are free. Mm-hmm. You are free. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm free. Yes. The truth makes you free. It sets you free. Um, you you broken free from being manipulated. Manipulation is like handcuffs, shackles. And the truth is the key to open the, the shackles to so you can be free. And when you have knowledge and you walk in the wisdom of God, you think different. And, and when you know how to, to think, this is why God says that, that we need to, to, uh, have the mind of Christ. The mind, the mind of Christ is is a free mind. It, it was bound. It's not bound to uh, what the world expects or how the world moves or how the world operates. It doesn't do it. The Spirit of God recognizes what it is. And it provides the solution. And that's it. So we just got to trust God. But thank you all for being here tonight. So grateful. I'm one half of your host, Terrence. And I'm the other half of your host, Tanisha. Today is May 24th, 2023. It's 7.07 p.m. Central Standard Time. And welcome to PGN. We're excited to be here as always. Glad that you're plugged in um, to this network because you are in a phenomenal place because in these end times, God is really using the prophetic to get his message across, to give us warning, instruction, to give us hope. And um, I'm so glad to be a part of this network and I'm glad that you are a part of it too. Yes, this network is a blessing. It's a blessing to, uh, <clears throat> again, when you know the truth, when you know what you're hooked up to, mm-hmm. you, you're able to you benefit. You benefit when you truly know what it means to have faith in God. You you benefit. You benefit. And the benefits come with, with, with knowing God truly is with you. It's not about everything going to your plan, but it's about being in his will. Because we think that when things go to our plans, that it's always the will of God. Because we think about, you know, what what it is we want to do, you know. And and most of us are like, hey, it's not anything bad. But is it the will of God? Mm -hmm. You know, for example, 
you know, uh, lending, uh, uh, letting people borrow money, lending some money uh, to people, you know, uh, giving people access to something, you know, may not be money. You know, you might, you might let them borrow your car, something, you know, uh, and, and you looking at it as a good thing, like you're helping out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you didn't ask God. <laughs> you didn't ask the Lord, you know, is this what you want me to do? And that's the freedom of knowing the truth. Because when you when you have faith in God and you know what the word of God says, then you have the, an advantage. Mm-hmm. You have an advantage. You have an, an advantage on everything. That's that's being in this world, but not of it. Because you you're seeing things from a heavenly perspective, and not looking at it for face value. You're not looking at it head on here. You're looking at it from above. You 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 you're thinking from above. Oh no. I got one for you. I'm going to pull it up right quick. And then I'm going to turn it on over to my wife. We're going to go to Philippians. Yeah, Philippians 4, I believe it's 8. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure that's it. Yes, we're going to start with verse 8. I ain't got my glasses. Okay, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, (laughs) whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are poor, pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Think on these things that are true. That's beautiful. Like this is like the Lord is telling us how we should be thinking through his word. He's telling us what to think about. It's not about what you're going to experience face with. He's telling you what to think about. Get your mind off of all that other stuff. Think on these. Let me say it again. Whatsoever things are true, I'm helping us tonight. Thank you, Lord. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, we're just going to stop right there. Think on these things. This is what we have to think on. So we need to be seeking the truth because when you're seeking the truth, you're going to find honesty. Think on that. Whatsoever things are just, it ain't all about being right. 
to prove my case. But is it just? Because you can't have people do this. I'll do the same thing for uh, total uh, different reasons. <laughs> justice. So if we seek injustice, what's just? Is it just for the the this 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 justice system to dictate what's best for children? They don't belong to them. But seeking just, think on these things. Whatsoever things are pure. Purity. We got to think on this. Lovely and of good report. (laughs) If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And he said, those things which he have both learned and received. There's one thing to know something. There's a lot of people know about Jesus, but they ain't received him as his Lord and Savior, as their Lord and Savior. A lot of people knowledgeable about Christ, but they ain't receiving him as the only begotten Son of God. But see, you can receive certain things. But is it the truth? Yeah, some people receive, oh, Jesus is a prophet. That's what they receive. But that ain't the truth. So it's intentional, the order in which the, the, the scripture tells us to think. It just wasn't just thrown up in here like this. It's intentional. Whatsoever things are true. So if we're seeking the truth, have to be seeking the truth. Because the truth is what's going to make you free. It said those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. The Lord is going. The Lord is with us. Period. And that's what we have to know. That's what we have to have faith for. So it keeps us from moving in fear and reluctancy and just being all over the place. Our, our, our feelings be bouncing around like like a. Uh, What's that the machine we used to play? Pinball. Pinball machine. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. And racking up. <laughs> racking up points. Feelings just going off the record. But God has given us instructions. God loves us. And so my prayer is that we focus on seeking seeking what's true and oper- operating um, in, in truth. Because you 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 find you find a, a in, in the truth you you find a lot of flawed flaws. The truth is just the truth. Mm-hmm. But knowing the truth and accepting it is what 
is how do you become free? You know, a lot of us, a lot of people are walking around delusional because they they haven't received the truth. And so they, they're in bondage and being tormented by the enemy because they ain't been made free by receiving the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some people have received the truth but haven't accepted it. And haven't accepted. So it's like they're in bondage but the keys are right there and they refuse to unlock right. the, the, the shackles. Shackles. They refuse to unlock the gate. They refuse to unlock the bar because some people get comfortable in their delusion. Yeah. It becomes they become like one. Like you said, they get comfortable, get used to it, feel like they can't be without it. And you can get used to lies and delusion. You know, it's just like how that, that old frog in the water, you know, uh-huh. story that they tell you, you you could get comfortable in lies. Yes, you can. And knowing it's a lie, but yet still comfortable there because the truth is hard for you to face or you don't want to because of pride or ego. Don't want to be wrong. Um, but we have to operate in truth. We will we'll never have freedom when we don't operate in the truth. Yeah. Truth is what makes you free. And Jesus said he's the way, the truth, and the light. So when we're not operating in truth, we're not operating in Christ. And that's the worst place to be in. Being in the hands of Christ is the best place to be in. Absolutely. Being outside of his hands is the worst. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. What I got tonight, the Lord said, Psalms 113.4. We're going to read the whole chapter, but let's read what he gave you. It says, the Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. And I said, Lord, why did you give me that particular scripture? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. But what do you want to tell us? What What are we to learn about it? We're coming into a time where we, we're. I mean, we're already in the end times, and we're going to hear about nations rising against nations. But this scripture tells us the Lord is high above all nations and His glory above the heavens. We don't have to worry about what's going on in the world. Should we be in the know? Yes. Should we? want to know what to do? Should we have a plan? Yes. But should we be worried or anxious? No. Because the Lord is high above all nations. You know, Randy's been talking a lot about how the United States is going to be not from number one, which I've known for a very long time, even before becoming a part of this ministry. Um, And people are going to start to be worried about what nation is going to be number one. What Are we going to be under a nation? Are we going to have rule and, you know, reign from other nations. And, and that's going to cause a lot of concern. But God, the Lord, is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Let's read Psalm 113 in whole. I'm reading out of the Amplified. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. From this time forth and forever, from the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised with awe-inspired reverence. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? Who is enthroned on high? Who humbles himself to regard the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. 
that he may seat him with princes, with princes of his people. He makes the barren woman live in the house as a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So that's the message. The Lord exalts the humble. That's the header of Psalm 113. And it's important for us to remain humble during these times because it's, it's easy to not be humble. I learned that at a very young age. I became a believer very young, not raised in it, but still young, 21. Um, and I saw the blessing of the Lord early in my, in, in, in my walk, you know, as far as like where I lived and my income and all that kind of stuff. And I remember one day really realizing that I was not humble. You know, I was starting to think I was better than than others because of the things that I had and looking down. And I had to check myself to say, this is not better. This is blessed. And, 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 and I asked the Lord to humble me, and he did. He changed me. You know, I was just young. And, you know, you see it now on social media, people young and got money, and they want to be flashy and throw things in people's face and this, that, and the other. And, you know, because... With youth comes a there's a level of of, of of lack of wisdom, right? Lack of knowledge. They don't understand because they're young. Some things are gained with time, or some things are gained with mentors, but um, some some don't have either. And so there's youthful things that take place because uh, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, and a lot of young adults are childish. But I recognized it in that the Lord to humble me. And that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm always asking the Lord to humble me. Um, but this scripture and this chapter of Psalms, again, the header is the Lord exalts the humble. And it's going to be important during this time when all this chaos is erupting and things are going to be tumbling and falling and toppling, right? We're going to see Titanic sink. And but we're going to see it with our own eyes, Right. Because we hear about the Titanic. I don't know if you ever studied it. I did. I was fascinated with the Titanic as a child. And I've always been the type to like to study history, people's lives, that type of thing. And I remember as a child seeing the photos of it compared to people, like mm-hmm. standing in front of it. And really the name was, was very accurate. It was the Titanic. You know, when you look up the word Titanic, it means huge, <laughs> pretty much. It was a huge ship. Something very sturdy. It was made out of top-notch materials, right? Because it was a luxury liner. And the liner is a type of ship. So it wasn't like some cheap, you know, boat to go get fish. It was a luxury liner. So it was made with top-of-the-line materials. If you... You know, if if you study, like, even the decks and stuff, and and if you ever look at the photographs and, and know the history of the China that they ate off of, fine, like the finest of China. The finest of flatware, the finest of sheets and, and covers and duvets and, and, and the finest of pillows with, the, with the, the top-notch feathers of that time. Like this was a, a top-of-the-line ship, and people watched it sink. And we're going to see things that appear to be sturdy, right, that appear to be long-lasting, that appear to be top of the line, and we're going to watch them fall. And meanwhile, us believers, we're going to be blessed. The wealth of the wicked will be transferred to the righteous. But in order for us to be exalted, we have to be humble. We have to remain humble. 
It's not a, oh, nana, nana, boo, boo, I'm saved and you're not. Like, no, we're not doing that. And when we hear the news and when we see what's going to happen in our country, right, that we live in, for those who live in the United States, because I know we have people who listen in other countries and other places, but for us in, in the United States, when we hear about these nations rising, it doesn't matter because the Lord is high above all nations, not some, all. So we still put our hope and our faith and our trust in him. The scripture that Terrence just read, what was it again? I want to read it out of the Amplified. It was, uh, Philippians. Okay. Four, eight, and nine. Okay, so let's go there. Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Out of Amplified. Finally, believers, right? This is for us. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things, center your mind on them, and implant them in your heart. Nine says, the things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in daily life. And the God, who is the source of peace and well-being, will be with you. What stands out to me is whatever is right and confirmed by God's word. Sometimes right don't feel good. But if it's right and confirmed by God's word, think on that. Because we're living in a time where, where, where right is being, is being transformed, right? Mm-hmm. Things that were, were right when we were coming up and in generations past is now being um, told as to, to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And things that were wrong at one point are now considered to be right. Like everything shameful except for real shame, right? Like Terrence and I have, we always say, bring back shame. Right. We're going to actually get some church made to say that. Bring back shame, because people have zero shame. They, they use the word shame for the wrong things, but then don't have genuine shame, and they need shame. Shame has a job to do. Shame, everything God created, including our emotions, our human feelings, are, have a, a, a purpose to them. So people should be shamed. Back in the days, if somebody said you ought to be ashamed of yourself, man, you felt lower than dirt. And you did feel ashamed. And you thought about it. You thought about why you should feel ashamed. You know, if somebody said you bring shame to your family, that was like a big deal. You didn't want to bring shame to your family. So shame needs to return. Mm -hmm. But yet they'll use terms like shame, right? Like if a person is you know, a glutton. They, oh, you're you're food shaming. Excuse me. <laughs> Being a glutton is wrong, per the word. But now, but the world the world will try to manipulate and gaslight, right? Because we're living in a time of the Jezebel spirit. If you really study Revelation, the Jezebel spirit is what what's going to be running rampant in these end times, and we're already seeing it. If you want to know more about the characteristics of a Jezebel spirit, study a narcissist. It's the same thing. That spirit is so prevalent. That spirit is so, so out there that even secular, 
psychology and, and, and secular people identify it. It just has a different label. They call it a narcissist, but it's the same thing. It's the same spirit. It's just they're calling it some secular term, but we know it's really a Jezebel spirit. And if you know anything about a narcissist, a real one, not everybody calls everybody a narcissist now. It's really annoying. But everybody's not a narcissist. Just because somebody doesn't like you doesn't mean they're a narcissist. They just don't like you. There's certain characteristics and traits of a narcissist. Like somebody would say, well, I'm not getting along with that person, so they're a narcissist. That doesn't mean that they're a narcissist just because they don't get along with you, especially if they don't get along with you and they avoid you and leave you alone. That's something a narcissist doesn't do. <laughs> they, poke, they poke and prod and find ways to get and study it. But one of the main things that narcissists do is they, they do something called gaslighting. Right? They flip things to make it seem like it's you. They, they flip. Let's look up gaslighting real quick. I'm going to teach real quick. I didn't know I was going to go there, but we're going to go there. So let's look up what, what does it mean? Because you might hear that term, and maybe you're like, what does that even mean when somebody says somebody's gaslighting? Because a, a lot of people now are using terms that associate with narcissists, and, and, and I do think the reason is because they're seeing more of it because even they are confirming that that Jezebel spirit is running rampant, but the problem with the world is they're calling everything a narcissist, you know, so, and everything's not. Okay, so psychologists use the term gaslighting to refer to a specific type of manipulation where the manipulator is trying to get someone else or a group of people to question their own reality, memory, or perception. And it's always a serious problem, according to psychologists. A serious problem. <laughs> if you ever study narcissists, most psychologists say they cannot be fixed. That's how deep that spirit, it's like the nastiest of spirits. Anywho, so the world will say, you're food shaming, right? Somebody's a glutton. That's, that's gaslighting. <laughs> they don't really think that it's trying to, they're trying to alter what, what your reality and question your, your, the way you perceive something. <coughs> Instead of calling it out what it is, like, oh, that's, that's gluttony. Oh, no, you're food shaming. It's true. Oh, is that, am I really food shaming? But that's what we're seeing nowadays. In our society, they, they have a, a gaslighting mentality because it's being ran by the Jezebel spirit. And we as believers, we need to be thinking on whatever is right and confirmed by God's word. That's how you combat that because a, a narcissist, a.k.a. Jezebel, is going to try to get you to question reality and what's right. And if you want to know what's right, go to the word. What does the word have to say about it? Quit, quit being quick to speak. When the word of God says, be slow to speak, quick to hear, but slow to speak. Because listen to what they're saying and then go to the word if need be, if you don't already know. Don't be quick. Oh, no, because blah, 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 then you're wrong. You look up at the word and the word ain't never said that. Because God's word says, no, know what God's word says, study it. Trust me, there's nothing that's going on in this world that the word of God has not addressed. There's nothing new under the sun. It's new to us, owed to, to, owed to the sun. Right, we're we're the new ones. We're we're dealing with this. It's like how fashion comes back around, right? I remember when I was coming up, bell bottoms had made a comeback, and my mom was like, "We've been wearing bell bottoms. That's new to y'all. That's old to us." Now, if we didn't have the photos and the proof, we wouldn't. You know, maybe the new people wouldn't have believed it. But everything rotates, even fashion. Everything comes back around because there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. So. Get into the word. 
because there's nothing that it doesn't address. There's nothing that it doesn't tackle. There's nothing that it doesn't have a stance on. And think about that. Don't conform to the, the way the, word, the world thinks. Conform to the word of God. That's what you need to shape your mental on, on what's true, what's honorable, worthy of respect. Because there's a lot of disrespect in the world. I, I see it every day. It's, it's, it's very, very sad. And, and it is shameful of what's acceptable, what people call even entertainment. You know, we, we call entertainment people having talent and showcasing their talent or you know, that was entertainment, good music and that kind of stuff. Now entertainment for people are people fighting on TV, right? People people gyrating and shaking their body parts half naked. That's that's what people call entertainment now. That's what they're filling their heads and thinking on those things. And you keep subjecting yourself to it and you keep allowing yourself to be entertained and thinking on it and pretty soon you're gonna be accepting of it. It's bad company. Let's look that up real quick. Now I'm going to pray for you guys. First Corinthians 15.33. Where's the first Chronicles? Hold on. No, first Corinthians. No. Yeah. First Corinthians 15.33. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Now, that's, come on, it starts off with do not be deceived. What other scripture do we know that starts off with do not be deceived? Can we think of it? Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man so that and that alone will he reap. So when the word of God is saying, do not be deceived, it means that you can be deceived. This is, this is, you need to be paying extra attention to when it starts off, do not be deceived, because it means that deception is, 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 is likely. And in, 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 you know, hood terms, the Bible is saying, don't get it twisted. Bad company corrupts good morals. Don't get it twisted. You're going to reap what you sow. Because people do get it twisted. People walk around foolish as if there is no God and like they could just do what they want as far as their actions and that they're not going to have a repercussion. People think that they can keep bad company and keep their good morals. They're not. Don't be deceived. Do not. Let's read that out of the King James and I'm uh, pray. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Evil communications. So if you're entertaining yourself with fighting and body parts gyrate and half nakedness and all this other foolishness, that's going to corrupt your good morals. That's going to corrupt your good manners. That's going to corrupt your good character. Come on. I like the way the New International Reader's Version, it says, don't let anyone fool you. Bad companions make a good person bad. Ooh, make a good person bad. Come on. The Passion Translation says, so stop fooling yourselves. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. Come on. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. So we need to be thinking on things that are lovely and true. You're thinking on those things when you entertain and allow yourself to be entertained by it. 
you can't wait for the next episode. You're thinking about all this stuff. You you got to be careful what you're feeding yourself because you will corrupt yourself. Then you behaving like them and doing the same things and and, and and don't see nothing wrong. Then when somebody calls you out, who are you to judge? I'm an ambassador of Christ. So if I see something lining up, yeah, I'm going to call it out. Just like if you was at your job and someone right, you call it out. What what if you're cold? You're 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 you're, you're uh, job shaming or you're you're <laughs> come on like that's that's what the, the the culture would do, right? That Jezebel spirit society would do. Try to to try to make you not call things out. It's a manipulation. But you keep on. You you're gonna corrupt yourself. Then it's you. And everybody want to blame the devil. That's why we need to read the word so that we even protect ourselves. You want to keep your good morals, your good character? You want to keep your good manners? Don't, don't, don't be deceived and, 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 and deal with evil co- communications, bad company, bad companions. Let's do a collective prayer and then I'm going to pray over everybody. Heavenly Father. We come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise. And I thank you, Father God, for this opportunity tonight to pray over your people. We thank you, Lord, that you're meeting all of our needs, that you're teaching and training us in these evil days, that that you're giving us uh, direction and protection and peace. But, Lord, help us to do our part. Help us, Father God, to do our part to keep ourselves in, in, in peace to keep ourselves walking in truth, to keep ourselves operating in freedom, Father God. Give us the strength that we need. Give us companions that we need. We, we, we don't want to be deceived. We don't want bad company. Give us good company, Father God, and help us to be good company because we don't want to be corrupting and, and, and we don't want to be uh, uh, deceiving. We don't want to be uh, uh, causing a person to stumble. So help us to even be good company. And Lord, help us to, Terrence and I, to decrease as you increase. Give us what we need tonight. And we thank you, Lord, for your, for your, your love. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your wisdom, Lord. Help us to operate in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Lord Jesus, in these times. And help us to just be bold and speak the truth to boldly do the things that you desire us to do. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So Terrence and I have somewhere to be in a little bit. So what I'm going to do, pull up my notepad. I'm going to do like Randy does on Wednesday, get your name, pray for you, and go to the next caller. Um, That way we're off on time, and I definitely want to get everybody tonight. So give me one minute here. All right. All right, let's start it off. Seven three four six seven two. Who am I speaking with? Jennifer from Michigan. Hey Jennifer, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad you called in. Yeah, it's good let's... to be here. Glad yeah. to talk to you guys. Yeah, we haven't talked to you in a little bit, so I'm glad you called in tonight. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, let's pray for you. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jennifer, Lord Jesus. We thank you for uh, the, it's like a breath of fresh air. Uh, if you've ever been in like an environment where something is, it, it doesn't smell good. <laughs> I went one time in, in college, I went to, um, there was a place in Oklahoma spring that we went to that our, um, my earth science professor told us about and the spring was known to scientifically have healing properties. So he was like, I'm going to take you to the spring. People come here, they breathe in the water they take the water, they drink it, and we're really excited about it because we re- actually read the reports and all that kind of stuff that it had healing properties based on the minerals and, on, and all the kind of stuff that naturally produced in the spring. Well, it's, it was the most horrible smell. Like, it literally smelled like rotten eggs and feet. I was like, um, you want us to drink the water from here? Like, it smells absolutely horrible. And he's like, yeah, it's because of the sulfur and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's explaining the reason why it stunk, but legit, it smelled like rotten eggs and feet. So I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, no. So I bottled some of the water up, but I had to get up out of there because the smell was like suffocating. Like, even though I knew that it was supposed to have healing properties, I was like, no. And when I got away, the, 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 the breath of fresh air was like even more refreshing because sometimes we're in situations where it feels very suffocating, right? When you're in a, a situation that doesn't smell good, <laughs> even if it is good, right? Because I wasn't in a dangerous situation. I was in a situation that people actually flocked from all over the earth to come to this particular spring in Oklahoma. I can't remember what it's called. I'm pretty sure you could Google it and find it. But so it wasn't like I was in a bad thing. It wasn't like the smell was even... Um, harming me but it still it, it it was it stunk rotten eggs and feet not good feet like funky feet that's what it smelled like um so when i got away from the situation I, it's like the air smelled extra good and it's like you're you're in a situation though it's not a bad situation like it's like it's not harming you but it's still like sometimes things stink like even like your assignment sometimes it stinks Cause, and, and that's even a term, right? Because somebody will say something, and I'm like, oh, man, that stinks. But it doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means it stinks. Like that that particular stream or wherever we were, lake, I can't remember where it was, but it was a body of water. It stunk, but it wasn't harmful. But when I got out of it, the, the air just smelled even more sweet. And I see, like, God has been using you in a situation that's not harmful to you, but it stinks, right? We could say, man, this situation stinks. And so it's like you're going to finally get that breath of fresh air. like, oh, And it's going to just feel and, and smell even sweeter. Like the air smelled sweet to me after getting away from the funky spring. So that's what I see, like a breath of fresh air. And, and the air is going to smell sweet, like like sunshine and butterflies, you know, if, you, if, if those were to have a smell. Like I imagine it smelling like, you know, some sort of sweet, juicy citrus or something like that. That's what I think of when I think of, like, sunshine and butterflies because they're sunshine, right? Sun is the sun, and then butterflies are in the sun. So I always think of, like, citrus smells. I see you just coming out of something where you can say, you know, like, I'm at a stinks, but I'm here. I'm dealing with it. God has placed me here, but I can't say that it's pleasant, you know, because everything that's good for you isn't always pleasant, but you still are obedient and and do what you need to do 
because you know that it's where God's placed you, but you're coming out of it now. It's almost like the assignment is ending, but now you're going to get that, oh, that breath of fresh air. So, Lord, we thank you for Jennifer. We thank you for her obedience. Lord, we thank you that her obedience will produce, will produce, because when we seek first the kingdom of God, all these other things are added onto us. So even when she's in situations where she, in her mind, or even out loud, says, man, this, this stinks, but she still deals with it because she's being obedient and seeking the kingdom, it, it, it opens up, it opens her up to, to blessings and all these other things being added to her. So we thank you, Father God, for the assignment ending. We thank you for the other things being added to her as a reward for her obedience. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, next, 251-342, who are we speaking with? Tanisha, this is Latrice from Alabama. Hey, Latrice, how are you tonight? It is well. I hope you guys are. We're doing good. I almost played Won't He Do It and played yeah, the other you song. You need to too. listen to my Jesus. <laughs> I have to send you that song. <laughs> what? It's my new one. Listen to my Jesus. But he will do it. Every time. Every yes, time. He proves it. And uh, that's one thing I like about that song. Because won't he do it? It's so true. Like, I mean, in possible situations. We actually had a friend of ours dealing with a uh, court situation. And um, we prayed for him, and he got worse. <laughs> he told oh him, he goes, uh, I think whoever is praying against y'all's prayers is working because it, it, it's gotten worse. Well, he got word on, uh, on I want to say Friday, the whole thing got dropped. The whole thing. I mean, that, I said, hey, number God, won't he do it? Nobody. But God, there's no other explanation, and it was a, it was not a pleasant. He he was going to be put through the ringer, and it was going to change his his finances and all sorts of stuff. And just just like that, just dropped. They said, "Oh, so we're not going to pursue." Excuse me, that ain't nothing, God. So and like, look at God. And so when we said, "Won't he do it?" Like for real, he'll do it because there's no other explanation for it. So, it's like, according to what you believe. Come on. It's the fact that we would believe it, but he, when it got worse, he was shook. He was like, somebody else okay. was praying. He was he praying. Got happy. And, and I told Terrence, I said, see, God had to show him that the prayers of the righteous avail as much. I don't care what the courts yes, or anybody or foolishness is going on. The prayers of the righteous avail as much. I said, God had to show him that because we still was holding on. We still was telling him, look, it don't matter the outcome. We we going to trust God, period. We're not going to be shook. We're not going to be scared. We're not going to fold. We're not going to bend. We're not going to even crack. we just going to hold on oh, Jesus. To, to, to God. And, and even if it, the outcome ends up being the way that these people are threatening it for it to be, God will take care of it. And sure enough, mm-hmm. he came in and took care of it. So... Yeah, we, we do have to listen to Jesus, and, and we do have to know he he'll do it. He, he, he does the impossible, and, and that was one of the situations where I was like, whoo, that was number God, because, man, I said, oh, my God, I can't explain it no other way. I cannot. Hallelujah, so, God. Yes, God is good. Well, let's pray for you. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you. 
We thank you for Latrice, Father God. We just thank you for uh, we thank you for the for the hallelujahs. Like I see you coming into a <laughs> I like that coming into a a, a a season of hallelujah, where that's all you're basically saying, like hallelujah. You know, we we say hallelujah, we we get we get excited, right? Somebody will say something and we like hallelujah because it's almost like it's confirming. And I see things just like a series of events just happening and all you can, that's like all you can say. That's it. Just all you can say is hallelujah and, and, and praise God because he's going to do the miraculous. He's going to do the impossible. I mean, it's no coincidence that I told you the story even about our friend um, in the court thing. Because literally that was a situation where I was like, mm, like the Lord going to have to show up on this one. Because if not, you know, it's not going to be pretty. You know, he'll, he'll survive, but it's not going to be pretty. And the Lord showed up. He really did. He did his thing as he always does. And, and God's going to be doing things in your life. It, it's going to be like back to 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 back. Like almost overwhelming. Well, all you can say is Hallelujah. It's going to get to the point where, I mean, your mind's going to be so, like, so blown. That's all you can say. It's hallelujah. That's it. You're coming into a hallelujah season. So it's not like a one one and done or one-stop shop or it's going to happen once and here and then maybe down the line some year. No, this is going to be like a season, a season of hallelujah where it's just back to back to back to back. To, all you could do is just point up to the sky Wave your pointer finger and just say hallelujah. Like, that was God. That's that's who gets the glory. That's who I'm giving all the credit to. It's nothing but God. So, Lord, we thank you for the Latrice, Father God. We thank you for her life. Bless her ministry, Lord. Uh, use her to touch to touch the the the, the touch souls, touch uh brokenhearted, touch people who 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 have been hurt, who have been hurt by people that they trusted, who have been hurt by people who are in ministry, who have been hurt by by even people who have pretended to be in ministry, but touch, use the tree to touch those people, to show that it's not about the people, it's about God, and that, yes, people will fail. Where there's, where there's people, there's going to be failure, because that's just the nature of people whether it be intentional or whether it be unintentional. But where there's people, there's going to be failure. But where there's God, there is no failure. Where there's people, there's going to be liars. Some people lying don't even know they're lying. They're passing on bad information. Some people lie intentionally. But God is not like man that he should lie. So, Lord, we thank you for using Latrice to, to minister to, to, to lost souls and, and brokenhearted and those who have been hurt by people that they feel are a representation of you. But her giving them the words and the understanding to take their eyes off of people and put their focus on Christ because people will fail. And, and using Latrice to teach people how to have grace for, 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 for humans, for things that people do, that part of, of, of having a successful life is really being able to have a compassion and, 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 and a grace for people. So, Lord, we thank you for that, and let it be done in Jesus' name. I thank you for the increase in her life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Next person, 405-934. Who are we speaking with? This is Autumn. Hey, Autumn. I haven't spoken to you in a while. How are you? I'm doing good. 
Awesome. I'm glad you called in tonight. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Autumn, Lord. We thank you for just being the um, being put in the forefront, the forefront of his family. Um, it's like I see you, Autumn, God using you to really speak to your family and to and, and for them to really hear you. Sometimes we speak to our family and they don't hear us. Like I still remember being very newly saved, um, a, a, a baby in Christ, and speaking to my family. They weren't hearing me. <laughs> they were not hearing me. I don't know if it's because of my age, because they knew me, my background. I don't know. But <clears throat> as I matured and, and aged, right, as they watched my life, they started to, like, come to me, like, to pray or ask questions. And um, I really believe that that was instrumental in even my mom um, giving her life to Christ and, and really, like, considering it. Because she ended up giving her life to Christ, but at first she wasn't even open to it, just based on her background. She had a background, a, a Roman Catholic background, and um, she looked at Christianity as like, I don't know, like she looked at it very religious, like there was no authenticity, so she wasn't really interested in it. She said she would go to mass and then see the priests getting drunk and getting prostitutes afterwards. So it just, there was, she, she didn't see something that she was attracted to, but um, as she watched me change and, as, and, and, and seen the, the, how God transformed me, she became very receptive to me ministering and talking about Christ. And then she would talk about Christ and she started off like listening to gospel music and, and she will watch, you know, programming and all that kind of stuff. But um, I see God really using you um, in your family. And I see you taking on the stance, Autumn, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, when you really think about it, they were leaders, right? Because Daniel had um, uh, requested them to be leaders when he found favor with Nebuchadnezzar. And when they were caught not bowing, to the golden statue whenever there were musical instruments, they were brought before Nebuchadnezzar and threatened. And even under threat, they, they, they were like, you know what? I'm still not doing it. I don't care what you do because whatever you do, my God will save you. But even if my God doesn't save me, I'm still not doing it. It takes a lot of guts to stand up for what you believe under the threat of, of death. And sometimes we're, we're put under threats of different things that can, you know, be catastrophic or detrimental. Um, people can threaten our, our finances, right, our livelihoods, our well-being, just all sorts of things that people can threaten. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's stance was, I don't care what you threaten. They were, they were put under the most severe threat, which was death, right? Nobody was trying to throw them into the fire pit to singe their hair, like, when Nebuchadnezzar threatened to turn it up, you know, hot, hot, stronger than it normally is, this was to let them know that death was going to be imminent, and and they still wouldn't fold. They didn't care. They were like, our God will save us, but even if he doesn't, still not, still not bowing, still not doing that. I'm not going to, you know, disrespect my God to do what you want me to do. And so when, when, when God elevates you to a place of leadership, even if it's just within our family, sometimes threats come, 
right? But when they see us standing bold, even under the threat, it converts. Because Nebuchadnezzar, when 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 they got thrown in the pit, came out, he he marveled like, oh my gosh, you guys don't smell a smoke. You don't, you know, you weren't burned. There was another person in there with you, an angel of God. Like it, he even like proclaimed that if anybody even spoke ill of God, that they was going to be, you know, killed and their houses turned to rubble. So it like showed him how real God is. And so when you're faced under the threat of anything, when God is using you to, to be a leader in any capacity, when you just hold strong like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and, and don't let them shake you and say, you know what? Nah, this is what I believe. This is the truth. This God, this I'm doing what God tells me to do and you do what you do and God will save me. And even if he doesn't, oh, well, I'm still not going to do what you do. And then when they see how God performs and operates, it, it, it converts. It makes them know that your God is real. So just stand strong um, and know God is using you within your family as a leader within your family. And, 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 and miraculous things are going to happen. So we thank you for that. We thank you for, for Autumn's life, Father God. We thank you that you are showing him um, new things and, and that he, he's engaging in spiritual warfare um, and he's going to win because he's doing it with, with, with you. God before me, who could be against me? So give him protection, Father God, and flourish him in every area of his life in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, next person is 504282, who I'm speaking with. Hello, this is Nicole from Louisiana. Hey, Nicole, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad that you called in tonight. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Nicole, Lord Jesus. We thank you for her seeing seeing with her eyes. Um, hold on, Nicole, let me pull up. I'm going to go to Psalms 91, seeing with your eyes. That's what came to me, Psalms 91. Terrence and Oda are getting some good sleep. I don't know if you guys can hear them. <laughs> I'm going to wake them up after I end the show because we got somewhere to be. Okay, so... um. Let me find that one. That's what came to me. Uh, there we go. Psalm 91. Let's start with seven. Um, and go into eight. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but danger will not come near you. You will only be a spectator as you look on with your eyes and witness the divine repayment of the wicked as you watch safely from the shelter of the most high. That's what stands out to me, Nicole, is verse eight. You will only be a spectator as you look on with your eyes and witness the divine repayment of the wicked as you watch safely from the shelter of the most high. That's your, that's, that's your word. You're going to see it with your own eyes, the repayment mm-hmm. of the wicked. And you're going to be safe because you are under the shelter of the Most High. Um, sometimes we really do go into battle and with wickedness, right? Not people, wickedness. 
principalities, wickedness in high places. We know when we fight people, when people try to fight us, it's not the person we're fighting, right? It's, it's, it's principalities, it's wickedness in, in, in high places. Sometimes it's hard because it's got a face, right? It's got a name even, but that's not who we're fighting. What we're fighting is the spirit behind it. But you're you're gonna see, you're gonna you're gonna see it with your eyes. You're gonna see it. You're gonna see how God repays the wicked. Um, Randy was teaching last night about when people come against you, how to basically have God deal with it. And he gave two. He said one, be kind to them, right? You do good to your enemies. And two, you warn them. And so uh, if somebody's coming against you, warn them. Warn them to stop. Because you're going to see it like it releases something. And and God knows when people are going to change and people are not. Like Terrence and I have dealt with that, people coming against us. Um one of them, we've already seen what God has done, and it was wild. He did exactly what he told me he was going to do, and he did exactly in a year that he told me he was going to do it, but have seen it. Um, and we did have to learn to just turn it over to God um, and give warning. But that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that you're, you're going to see it. And in and, and that case, no one... Warning wasn't going to do anything still, you know, like, eh, that's not what you want. You know, I wouldn't do that if I were you type thing. You know, and even in in, in, in another case, uh, knowing that it's not going to change what the person does, but still just saying and doing the things that God wants us to say and do. But you're you're safe. I see you just being very safe. Um, but you seeing it with your own eyes. So, Louise, thank you for the for Nicole. We thank you for the safety, Father God. We thank you for her obedience. We thank you that she's just releasing everything to you. Everything. Everything, 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 everything. You know, um, and that she's going to see it. She's going to see the repayment of the wicked. Um, the divine repayment. Not, not by any man's hand, but by your hand um, as she watches safely. And in, in, in your shelter. So we thank you for that, Father God, and and that it, it's going to bring about a new type of compassion, um, a new type of compassion, and a new and, and to where when people are operating in ways that she's seen people operate against her, where she'll really want to to say, hey, don't do that to people. Like don't don't because God will step in eventually. You know, it, He will put it into things. So just don't do that. Don't operate like that. Be kind. Do you know? Be prayerful. Operate in wisdom, but don't just be going around messing with people because you don't know who who people are. You don't know if these are prophets, God's people. You don't know. Just leave people alone and quit doing that because if you're messing with God's people and they're turning you over to to, to Him to deal with, then you're gonna have to deal with God. You will have to deal with them. And 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 don't be deceived. You're gonna reap that. So just don't. So let me thank you for that, for that that realm of compassion, um, and, and and that she's gonna see it, she's gonna see it with her eyes. Thank you for it in Jesus' name, Amen. Wow. Lastly is two five one two two nine. Who am I speaking with? Yes, this is Sarah from Alabama. Hey Sarah, how are you tonight? I'm blessed. How are you? 
doing great. Glad you called in. You're the last one, but not the least. So let's pray. All right. Amen. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Sarah, Father God. We thank you for that, that that she's not the least. Um, because the the it's like the the, the last last are gonna be the first and the first the last. Um so positioning um is very key. Uh, and, and it's like when we're in certain positions we know who we are and and then we see it. Like David before he was uh, the active king, was the anointed king. But he was in a very, he was in a position where he was um, a a person who tend the sheep wasn't considered like the first, (laughs) right? That was considered like a, a, a position that was last. But the last became the first because he just remained obedient and, and he knew where he was going. He knew who he was. In, 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 in God and he knew what God had for his life so he just did what he needed to do and then one day that's what God said was what was and I see that happening with you like your positioning is going to change but the key to that is just having faith for the things that God has told you concerning your positioning and just uh, being obedient while you're there because God said uh, that day that, that David was anointed king he could have made him king that day but there was still growth that was needed and, and lessons to learn. And God has his reasons and had his reasons for why he allowed him to remain in the position that he was until it was time for him to um, ascend to the throne. And so that's how we are in life. God will give us prophecies and we'll, we'll see things, but we're like, okay, we'll win. Like I want that right now, but it's because there's still work to do in the position that we're at now. And we're always looking at who God has told us we are and not where we currently are, right? Because then next thing you know, here we are looked upon as the last and then we're the first. But we don't get hung up on where we are right now because we know that our right now is is God-ordained. I'm where God wants me to be right now. So it doesn't matter how it looks in the world. It doesn't matter how anything, none of that matters. It just matters that I'm obedient where I'm at. Because at any given moment, that can that can change. Like literally, Terrence and I have lived that, where we were, the position that we were in was like not the best position. And then literally within, in 2021, like we had so much change, like it was crazy how our positions changed. Just like that bypassing leaps and bounds, um, from a worldly standard, other people's positions is we don't compare ourselves to other people, right? Because comparison kills. Comparison will have you depressed. Comparison will have you in a race with others, and it's, it's your own race. But if we were to have compared, we 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 elevated within leaps and bounds within a year's time. But we were just content where we were and trusting God to take us where we knew he, was set, he said he was going to take us, and then he, in fact, did. Everything changed. And so I see with you the, the, that you're going to be the first. But getting to the first is just doing the best right now at the position that you're currently at because that position is doing a work. It's producing something. Um, that's needed for you to take into the next position, right? So 
David needed certain leadership skills. David needed certain mentalities. David needed things to be a good king that were developed while he was tending the sheep, while he was even being overlooked by his own family. And even when his brothers were fighting, he was sent to them and they said, they're like, why are you bothering me? And all this, like all that stuff was needed for character development so that he could handle the tasks that were set before him as king. So, Lord, we just thank you for Sarah. We thank you for the uh, the obedience in, in the right now position to prepare her for the the the, the elevated position, the, the, the switch from the from what would be considered last and least to first. To first. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, that was everybody. Terrence uh, taking a nap, but we've got to go. Make sure you call back Wednesdays. Randy prays over everybody. So uh, call back into 319-527-6737. Hit one. They put you in the queue. Wednesdays, Randy gives a message and then prays over everybody. And also, if you didn't listen to last night's message, highly recommend go on Blog Talk Radio, go to the archives and listen to Randy's message last night. Very powerful message about really being obedient. Um, and he's talking about like the blood being on your hands when you don't do the things that God's called you to do, whether it be raising your children, um, whether it be um, giving a person a warning, ministering the word, but like really listen to that. We need to have that fire in us to do what God has called us to do, because we are like, if we were to be in a, um, a hourglass, we're in the last grains of sand. So everything we do is very important. Not to say that things that were done in former generations wasn't, but like we really have a lot riding on us because we we we're like we're like the last of the Calvary. So listen to that message to let it put a uh, a burden on you to be obedient. Anyways, till next time, we love you all. Good night. <laughs>